0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Finding Happiness in Hard Times. My name is Ken Burness and I'm, for, I'm out at Holly Eva on the North Shore. And today we've got a real special show for you uh, on uh, the joy of writing. And we're very lucky to have uh, Connie Hale here, who's the director of the Oahu Writers' Retreat, along with her friend, Chris McKinney, who's an author. And they're gonna talk to us about how they teach and inspire Uh, writers out at the retreat welcome to the show guys and uh, we'll start in a second because think tech hawaii has to get a quick break but we'll be back in a moment for the audience all right well i tell you we really appreciate uh connie and chris coming out here today because uh the oahu writers retreat is about to start it's going to start in less than two weeks so they are very busy. And we appreciate you guys coming out and talking to us about this. Um, And I was thinking that maybe a good place to start is if you could give us an idea of what the attendees have in store for them when they come out to the retreat on April 24th, your start date.
1: Sure, well, the idea is literally a retreat. Uh, We invite people out to the North shore to a camp on the beach to leave their lives behind and uh, let the magic of Camp Mokulaia and Mokuleia Beach uh, settle their spirits and inspire them creatively. So we have a program that mixes quiet time for writing or for beach walking, two and a half hour, a two and a half hour intensive workshop every morning. And the attendees select whether they're gonna take a fiction workshop with Chris McKinney or a nonfiction workshop with Honolulu's Stuart Coleman, or a poetry workshop with Carla Brundage, who grew up in Ka'a'ava, but lives in Oakland, California, as do I. Um, I grew up in, in Waialua, and in fact, in Mokulaia. so um, um, I have a foot in both in both worlds. So in the morning, we, we gather with the same group of people and the same instructor each day for to do intensive writing work. In the afternoon, we have a couple of optional workshops, one on bookmaking with Tam Ramone. Uh, one on songwriting with Zoe Carter. And then in the afternoon, there's time to write and we meet for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And in the evening, there's either a a special program or more time to write. So the idea is really a combination of solitude and society with the thinking that we all are inspired by the work of others, but also when we're in solitude and we're in solitude with other people, it kind of allows us to do our work in a special way. It just, there's an alchemy that happens when there are other writers. And in, in this case, we have some painters too. Um, so that's that's the idea. It's an intense week because um, some of those times of solitude are, are some of the most anxiety as Chris can attest. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> when you're sitting there facing the blank page, it's a lot harder than being in a workshop. So <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, one of the things that I really appreciate is I've done a lot of shows here now. We started uh, this show in January of 2022. So this is uh, my 32nd show. And uh, none of it has been placed on the North Shore, which is my has <laughs> been my home for over 40 years. And I love it up here. And I think it's very special to people. Could you do, tell us a little bit about uh, how that specialness up at the North Shore? Uh, Works to help people get inspired, uh, and how you use that uh, beautiful surroundings that you're in with the uh, the people attending.
1: Well, I have to say I'm so prejudiced because I was born in Waialua. Um, it's it's my birthplace. My family lives there, so it's for me. It's really that um, place where I touch a very deep place in my. I, you know, I can dig into the well myself. I think there's something about the camp that we uh, gather in is right on the beach. There's a picture of Mokuleia Beach. Um, You hear the waves all day long. It's peaceful. It's beautiful sometimes at lunchtime, the Honu come up and get their lunch on the beach. So you really, uh, you're really, you really in touch with nature being there while at the same time, it's comfortable. It's a little bit, it's it's bare bones as far as accommodation, but we like that because it really enhances that sense of being in nature. And I think nature just does something to settle us and to inspire us. And The camp is, for many people on Oahu, the camp is a special place because many of us went there in high school or elementary school or with a church group or or one thing or another. So it's a touchstone for people from the islands um, as as a place that, you know, holds a lot of different groups for a lot of different purposes. I love watching the people from the mainland who arrive and they're like dressed up and they're kind of wired up. And they wanna, they they fuss about their room, and they fuss about this, and they fuss about that, because it's not a luxury hotel. And then, you know, the second day they start to really like their room, and the third day they really, really like their room, and the fourth day the clothes start coming on. You know, all of a sudden they're wearing different clothes. You know, dressing really simply, not doing their hair, no makeup if they're women. And over the course of the week, you can literally see people unwinding letting their hair down literally and figuratively and getting to a place that's just a lot less superficial and a lot more about connecting with each other, connecting with their own work, connecting with their own stories. So it's, I mean, that's kind of, I'm telling, I'm saying that publicly. It's always been my private joke of just sort of watching people over the course of the week as they settle into the place and become more, you know, take off their shoes and Show up in their bathing suit and for lunch and um, and I think that's that's part of the magic of the camp it just allows people to 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 be themselves in a more essential way
0: absolutely you know it's interesting that uh, it's so different and I don't think people especially on the mainland don't understand the difference between the north shore and the south shore the difference between a place like Wailua and honolulu. Okay. Uh, which tends to have lots of traffic and lots of people. Mm-hmm. And I know Chris can talk about this because, uh, Chris, I understand you live in Manoa, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you I know, live I- in Manoa. And, you know, it's kind of funny because the retreat um, is it's kind of a re- retreat for me, too, because it's just like most people, I assume. I mean, I only go leave the house for about four different reasons that are always the same. Right. It's just sort of, you know, I all obviously have to get groceries, I have to pick up my daughter from school, I go to the gym, and then sometimes we go out to dinner or a lunch or something. But other than that, it's sort of, ever since, I guess, the pandemic, it's been hard to come up with reasons to sort of just even go to the North Shore. I mean, I've been to the North Shore once, maybe in the last three years, which is, you know, it seems silly, because it's not not that crazy of a drive. So it's a good opportunity for me to to sort of spend that, that week outside of town, um, yeah. Well, the
0: drive, you know, it's very funny because when I got here in the, uh, actually I arrived in Hawaii in 1971, and I was young and my friends were young, and they never had any problem about driving to the North Shore. But as the years went by, that became more and more of a chore yeah. And most people. You know, the driving out here, it takes me an hour to go to my place at Pupukea, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, even from Manoa, it's got to take you like 45 minutes or 50, depending upon the traffic and everything. And I don't think most uh, people understand that. But the people here who live in the South Shore, it becomes a big chore to come out here and to get away from all the noise and people and happenings uh, down there. And uh, once you get out here, uh, like Connie was saying, it's sort of a sort of a big change but boy it grows on you fast because of the the quiet and the sounds and i mean i've been going to sleep to the sound of the surf for all these years and it's a lullaby yeah.
1: um, and and you goodness. know there's something just to connect that to writing because of course everybody can go to the north shore and have a wonderful time you know being on the north shore um but boy when you are writing you really need to Go deep and listen to yourself, and um, feel supported in a way that I believe nature can allow you to feel. And so, I think being in a generous environment, and when I say generous, I mean the wind is generous, the breeze is generous, the ocean is generous, the sun is generous. It's just you know, it, it's it's an it's an easy environment to be in. Um, it does. Uh, it it to me something happens creatively, or something is able to happen creatively, that is unusual, and so that's the reason for for putting the retreat out there. Of course, we originally we called it the Mokuleiya Writers Retreat, and we changed the name because nobody who is not from the play, who is not from Hawaii, can spell pronounce or remember (laughs) so it's the oahu writer's retreat and it really is an oahu retreat um we welcome people from all over the island um but you know at the same time it's very much grounded in that particular place yeah
0: for sure and the thing about if you're on the south shore if you're living in manoa like chris is the fact that coming out to the north shore for that long drive, and but once you're there at the retreat, you're there for a week, yeah. And all of a sudden, you wake up and gee, I don't have to go back to yeah. <laughs> drive again every day, you know. And you're thinking to yourself, wow, you know. And you really get into it, which is uh, which is really important, like you're saying, Connie, because writing is is a strange animal, and that uh, a lot of our writing is alone, but there's so much inspiration. In being in a retreat where you can be by yourself or with other people with like interests, and you know the other retreat I go to is the uh, the Winward Community College uh, uh, writing retreat, and uh, most of the people there, because that's only a one-day retreat, and most of the people there come to me and they say, you know, this is the only time I get to write, you know, this is the only time I can find time to write. Where you're at a retreat for seven days, wow. Yeah. The time is there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to say something about the pandemic, because I know that this show and, you know, a lot of your focus has been um, reflecting somewhat on this time, this strange time that we've come through or we're still in, depending on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. This year, the retreat sold out. I couldn't believe it in three weeks. I mean, the, the lodge filled in three weeks. Um, we continued taking people who could commute for, for a couple more months, but I think there's an incredible pent up demand right now for people to be with one another. And I think that that's what I attribute. I mean, it's really cool cause it's our 10th year. So it's great to think that after 10 years we actually have a reputation and some tra- we've gotten some traction Um, but I did, I do feel that people have really missed each other. And I think when you're an artist and you do work so much in solitude, there's great comfort in knowing that you, there's a tribe of other people that are like you. And yet it can be hard to connect. I mean, for the reasons that Chris was suggesting that, you know, really your work consists of sitting in your house and working all day, it's not hanging out with people, you know, Hemingway and, and all those Parisian writers, notwithstanding, you know, the truth is you're just sitting in your chair hour after hour every day. And so, um, but but it's so great to be with other writers because we are we are distinctive in some ways. And it's really that feeling of having a community of writers whom you can be part of is such an important part of a retreat like this. That happens on a regular basis, or can like the Winward Winward Writers Retreat, where it's it's regular and you have regular contact with the same people. But I think it's all the more so this year, and I, I really noticed it in in how eager people were to sign up. That I think uh, we've been so isolated and in some ways the pandemic was good for me creatively it did i wrote i got i did so much during the pandemic because i wasn't even tempted to go places as i usually am but at the same time that feeling of isolation was intensified that writers feel anyway so um um i do i do sort of honor the spirit of your program in in looking at what keeps us thriving and in, in times like a p- pandemic and the way that writing and creativity can both can it has a special place um in our lives and i think that pandemic intensified certain things for us
2: absolutely you i don't know, know
1: if agree with that chris but i I'm
2: i know I I, I, I I totally do i mean i i think that i'm i'm not surprised that um the the demand was so high that it sold out so quickly because it's almost yeah. I, I think a lot of people feel that they need something like this, um, especially after the way the last you know few years have gone. So oh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a perfect time to uh, to do a writer's retreat. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. let's go back to the fact that uh, you know if I'm a, a part of the audience and I'm listening to you guys, I'm really enthused about coming out and being part of it. And it's like you say, it's all sold out maybe you guys could give us a little preview of what you're gonna do in the 11th year for 2024, that uh, might get the people who are watching uh, enthused and to call up and say, hey, sign me up for next year.
1: Well, first of all, I wanna say that uh, both Tuesday night and Wednesday night in the evening, the program is open to the public. So Tuesday night, we're gonna have a faculty reading. Each faculty's member is gonna just read something short from their own work and, and we'll have a chance to get to know These writers. And we have such a wonder, it's such a great collection of writers who come to teach. So that's open to the public. And Wednesday night when Meliana Aluli Meyer comes to speak, uh, that's also open to the public. And that's so those programs are from 7 to 8:30. Uh, So uh, we we welcome people. And then we I we initiated something new this year, which is the retreat itself is from Monday through Friday for the people who who come every day and stay at the stay at the at the camp but we added a sixth day saturday which you can do sort of on an a la carte basis so you can come on saturday and have a full day of workshops without having been there during the week and the reason to do that was both to allow more people to experience the riches that we've gathered but also in acknowledgement of the fact that a lot of people just have to work and can't take the week off. But they, we still want to make make them make ourselves available to them, give them access to the resources, or maybe just dip a toe in. And then if it feels right, they can come next year. And if somebody were watching this and we're just really dying to come, just get in touch with me. You can come on Saturday. I'm I'm absolutely happy to keep that registration open. Um a a little longer if it means that some people who really want to try this out, have that opportunity. Next year we'll do the same thing, but I'm also hoping, I did a little experiment in November and I'm going to, um, I hope continue it where in November of every year, right after Thanksgiving on that long weekend, I'm gonna have a a day long workshop or really a day and a half in Waialua mostly for island people cuz nobody's going to fly to Hawaii just for a day and a half so um i do realize that there is that that de- that demand or that desire and maybe some people don't want to make the big commitment both financial and time and Energy of coming for a week in April, so I'm trying to come up with something that's a little more friendly to working people in Hawaii who, nevertheless, want to have the opportunity to meet other writers, gather together on the North Shore, and have a little have a little mini retreat. So um, people can can uh, look forward to that in November if um, if they're interested.
0: That sounds terrific. Uh, can you give us an idea of some of the things you might try to do in November? Different kinds of workshops or well,
1: you know, um Chris, so you know, Chris and I, I think Chris teaches a lot and is an is a is a wonderful teacher. So there's kind of two, there are two kinds of workshops in my mind when you're talking about writers workshops. One is a generative workshop where you come. You don't have anything in mind. You come open and the instructor gives a prompt or two. You go out and write, and then you come back and you read what you wrote. So you don't have to have written anything before. You can come follow the prompts of the teacher, share your work with other people, hear what other people are doing, and learn some things about the craft in the process. And then there are what I call really more traditionally workshops where... And maybe Chris can address this because Chris will be meeting with the same people um, Tuesday through Friday for two and a half hours every day. So that's a chance where we will offer prompts for those. But if someone is say someone has a novel that they're working on and they want to get Chris's, they they may want to use Chris's prompts not to write something new but to apply it to the work they are already doing. So uh, the structure of the retreat allows, you know, there's some workshops that are just generative. You come, you have nothing, you create something. And then there are some workshops that allow you to work over a number of days on the same piece or on something you've already written and get the feedback from somebody like Chris who over the course of the week gets to know you and your work a lot more. And um I don't know Chris, you may have a different you, you teach more than I do, but that's how
2: I think of. I, yeah, I, I would say, I mean, the, the way that I'm sort of imagining it is the initial day. Oh, I mean, I just I feel like I have knowledge about how publishing is working right now in 2023, because, you know, my last book came out in 2021. I have another one coming out in July this year and another one in December. And an anthology after that, probably I don't know in a year, year and a half. So it's just, you know, I've worked with um, different editors, different publishers, and it's just been interesting to me because um, it's I haven't been um, this deep with the whole New York thing before, and it's even even in the early two thousands when you know I I had you know limited access to it, it's changed a lot, Mm -hmm. and I think that writers, it's useful information that I'd like to pass on. Um, at, the, at that initial meeting for to give all of these these uh, creatives sort of something to consider as they move forward with what they're working on. And then uh, you know, the rest, I mean I don't want to be the focus of what I'm doing. The focus should be them and their work. So it's just sort of like if I imagine when it comes to creative writing, I imagine the um, what what the students are writing as sort of the curriculum. I mean that's really that's the material course material um for the sessions so yeah so hopefully you know and i've you know read a lot of uh the little bios that um a lot of the participants sort of wrote up and shared and yeah i mean i'm interested in in seeing um what what they're trying to do and help in any way i can to sort of guide them forward
1: one thing that makes this retreat—I'm so proud of this—and it, it's distinctive, I think—is from the very beginning, it's always been open admissions. You, uh, you, you send in your check, you get a spot. And I've wondered over time whether it should be selective. You know, should people submit something and then you know they get they get picked to be in the retreat? I've also wondered when people come, we have 24 writers. Should we group them? By experience level, you know, so all the more advanced writers in one group, all the newbies in one group, the people who are in the middle in another group, or should we continue to group them by genre, fiction, nonfiction, poetry, and let it be a mix? And every year, when I ask people, they love the mix. And I think that's so cool because I wondered why is that that they like the mix? And I think the more experienced people feel like they can just do their work and they don't have to feel competitive. Like they're doing what they're doing and it's in a mix of people. So they're not not competing with anybody else. And the less experienced people have the incredible opportunity to meet writers who are further along on their own paths. And then we have some people who aren't even writers. We have one woman coming to the retreat who is a very accomplished, well-known painter. She's not even a writer, but she's doing a series of paintings that are inspired by Hawaii. And she wants to come to the retreat and write poetry about color because she thinks it'll help her painting. So I love that, that, you know, there's just a kind of openness and we can cross pollinate in a way and there's not competition. So it's something that, uh, and you know, you can learn from someone like Chris McKinney about his experiences or, you know, learn from me. Catherine Waddell, will, um, uh, Takara will be uh, on a pa- We're going to have a panel in the middle of the week. And Chris and I will both be on it with us just sharing our experiences of publishing. That's not the focus of the retreat. The focus is writing and craft. But, um, you know, we're just gathering all these people who can share their, as Chris was saying, their experiences and, um, you know, just, just what the writing life is really like. So um, I like that it's so... It's such a mixture of people and genres and you know, writers and non-writers. You have to be creative. You can't just come to uh have a cheap vacation. Um, you 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 do need to be a writer or an artist. But uh I I like that aspect of it.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And let me jump in too to reinforce uh, uh Chris and Chris, I think it's great that you're knowledgeable about the uh the publishing side of writing because so many of the writers that uh i work with uh you know are looking forward to publishing and when i went to the uh, iowa writers uh summer workshop many years ago that section that i took made a big difference in my not, not only my writing but my life because really got me focused um, they had all these writers from all over the country they giving classes And I decided to take the section that, the only section that they had that year that wasn't helmed by a writer, was helmed by a publicist. Hmm. And uh, the the section was, and I was with uh, a very dear friend of mine who was taking the poetry section, which was great. She was a great poet, and still is, by the way. Uh, But I wanted to take the section that called the first 10 pages of the novel. And everybody in that section, there were 12 people in the section, all of us had to bring the first 10 pages to share with everybody else and talk about and, you know, really get down to the first 10 pages. Because what he was telling us was that if your first 10 pages don't fly, you're probably not going to fly with anybody who wants to publish it. And anybody who wants to read it, uh, that beginning is so important to get you off. And that was, you know, watershed for me. So... Uh, I like the uh, idea that that you're open to everything, Connie, and that you're you're working at different things and trying different things. That's a major, major plus. Well,
1: every writer is where he or she or they are on their own writing path. And so our job, Chris, me, the other instructors, is to just help them advance on their own path. And other paths are irrelevant. It's just where are you and how can you move forward? Mm -hmm. I want to just add one more thing. In addition to the kind of deep dive that people will be able to do with Chris and really generating some new stuff. I'm really excited because we added the extra day, I get to teach a workshop that I love called Sin and Syntax, which is based on my book, which is all about polishing your prose. So that goes to what you're saying, Ken, about the first 10 pages, you know, because sometimes people hear that and like, okay, my first 10 pages have to be really good. What's good? You know, is it the deep stuff that Chris is going to get out of you in his workshop and that, you know, all that you're doing with um, working on fiction, but how do you, how do you make your sentences sing? That's important too. And I'm just really excited because we added this extra day. I get to do the thing. I get to do that workshop on the very last day to allow, to give people some tools to actually take what they've written all week and then just, you know, perk it up a little bit, give it a little polish and get closer to those 10 pages that, you know, that you'll be proud of.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I'd like to go on forever, but we've run out of time. You know, this I told Connie and Chris that this thing goes fast and it does. Uh, and I'd certainly like to uh, invite them back again, maybe after uh, sometime this summer, after the retreat. And and we you fill us in a little bit more about that interesting November uh, workshop that you're going to do uh i'd certainly like that because uh, uh like i said we're just a little bit out of time and i want to thank you both for taking the time i know it's a very busy time for both of you and i really appreciate your sharing and uh and i hope that uh like i said i see you again you. so uh thank,
2: thank you thank you very much for having us yeah
0: yeah and uh i just like to say to the people watching uh In two weeks, I hope you return, because in two weeks, we're going to have the joy of travel. Mm -hmm. And I've got a very special guest, uh, Mary, who's coming down. She lives in Alaska, and she just got back from a trip to Antarctica. She went from north to south, from one tip to the other. She's got some pictures and the joy of doing it. And like uh, Connie and Chris were saying, we're now doing things that we haven't had as much opportunity to do during the coronavirus. And one of that was gathering with people. The other thing is traveling. So we're going to be able to do that uh, in two weeks. So hope you'll join us then, same time, same station. And thanks a lot to Think Tech Hawaii staff, including Ash, who worked with us today, Michael and Jay and Haley and everybody else. And most of all, thank you for those in the audience for being with us. Aloha.